Darkness is not an affirmative force. It simply reoccupies the space vacated by the light. This is the Hamilton Quarter on American Family Radio. It should be uncomfortable for a believer to live as a hypocrite. Delivering people out of the bondage of mainstream media. And the philosophies of this world. God has called you and me to be his ambassadors. Even in this dark moment. Let's not miss our moment. And now, the Hamilton Quarter. Renewing our mind, feeding on truth, that we may able to... May, we may be able to discern and document. Well, hi, Alex McFarland here. Welcome to the Hamilton Corner. I'm so honored to be with you on this evening. And we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot in the news, and I'm going to give the number in case you want to call in. I have got the call board here, and I'm eager to talk with each and every one of you. And the number is 888-589-8840. There's the Super Bowl. There are some news items, not the least of which are trouble on the ground and surveillance in the skies. But there's also the ads that were on about Jesus, he gets us. We can talk about those. But I want to begin with a little little verse here. I thought it was so interesting. Romans 12.2. The Word of God, and if ever, those of us that, that love God and country, we should rise to the challenge of, of what God's Word says. I mean, this is that hour. Uh, by the way, also, a word of encouragement, we're hearing about a move of God in Kentucky at Asbury College and Seminary there in Willamore, Kentucky, the site of in the last you know, 100 years plus, nine major revivals, well, there's apparently a revival beginning now. And uh, we can talk about that if you want to, uh, 888-589-8840. Let me say, as I get ready to read Romans 12, too, what an honor it is to be on the Hamilton Corner tonight. Uh, attorney, pastor, commentator, Abe Hamilton. This is his program on the American Family Radio Network. And when he is traveling or when he's out, I feel very, very privileged to get to sit in sometimes. I have the, the honor of being on Exploring the Word Monday through Friday, which is also heard on the American Family Radio Network. But um, Romans 12, 2, listen to this, and we're going to unpack a word. It says, do not be transformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Not being conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind that we can test and discern and prove what is the good will of God. Now, that same word there for discernment is in 1 John 4.1. Now, you're going to love this. Listen, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, the word in Romans 12, 2 that is uh, translated testing or discernment, and it's also in 1 John 4, 1, test the spirits. I looked up that word in the Greek, and it is the word document. Isn't that something? We, we need to be able to document, figure it out, what's true, what's false. And that very same word there is, uh, well, the opposite, really, is in Jude one twenty-two. Jude one twenty-two. Now, there's only one chapter in the little New Testament book of Jude, but in Jude 22, it says, quote, be merciful to those who doubt. 
Uh, another translation says, and show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Okay, now what are we talking about here? Romans 12, 2, 1 John 4, 1. Renew your mind, be able to test, be able to discern, okay? So it's the Greek word for document. We, we need to be able to document what do we believe, why we believe it. Why do we believe God exists? Why do we believe there are moral truths? Why do we think America is worth caring about and fighting for? And we are able to document. We've done the heavy lifting of, of coming to Christ, learning the Bible, knowing truth, having critical thinking skills, being able to discern truth from error. Because Jude says that we are supposed to help those who can't document. The wording there, there's the, the prefix a, which in the Greek is the negation of something like uh, agnostic. It means not knowledge. Well, we who can document why we believe what we believe, we're to help those who can't, because some people, they just don't know yet. And so uh, what a joy it is to know truth. And in a world where so many voices are clamoring for the uh, attention and the, the loyalty of people, we want to know what truth is. Because, look, uh, salvation is about having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But truth and righteousness, uh, the Bible says that that's what will make or break any nation. If we don't have truth, if we are lawless, unrighteous, ungodly, no moral boundaries, it will be our undoing. And so what a joy to have this opportunity, folks, to, to drill down deeply and to rise to the challenge of Romans 12, 2, 1 Peter 3, 15, 1 John 4, 1, and be equipped to stand for truth. Well, it's the Hamilton Corner. Alex McFarland here sitting in for Abe Hamilton. We're going to go to our first call. The number, by the way, is 888-589-8840. We would love to hear from you. Mark, in Oklahoma, you're the first caller on today's edition of the Hamilton Corner. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, well, thank you. I got a question. I got a question for the audience and yourself, and it's a statement and a question kind of wrapped into one. Um, Caitlyn Jenner and Bruce Jenner, okay? Social security numbers are issued. A lot of people don't think of this, and I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about it, but as a social security number is issued, is that social security number the same throughout Bruce Jenner's life? And if it is, that ought to be what everybody has to identify with if you're Bruce Jenner and you've got a Social Security number, you're earning money. I don't care what you think you are, who you are, whatever. This should be a, a, a non-topic, no discussion stuff. If the IRS tells you that you're Bruce Jenner and your Social Security number tells you you're Bruce Jenner, you could be Caitlyn Jenner all day long in your mind, but legally, you you got to answer to the or, Social Security and our, our tax base uh, on your earnings. So how does that work? I, I'm not positive myself. So uh, you, you know that gonna... that's a great question. That's a great question, Mark. And uh, let me just say this: there there have been in American jurisprudence several principles like equal protection before the law but also equal accountability before the law. And then there is a, a concept legally, the full faith and credit 
Uh, in other words, if something is um, a general law in, in one state, um, it's generally recognized by the other states. Now, what you're raising here, Mark, in Oklahoma, is that with transgenderism, it throws into the mix a lot of laws that can't be consistently and universally applied. Let me say this, and I, I remember this 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I had the privilege I was doing some contract work for uh, the Southern Baptist, and we had kind of, for lack of a better word, a think tank that might uh, be called. We met in Georgia to talk about um, crafting a statement on homosexual marriage. And there were a lot of people that had written in and said, well, um, you know, we want the right to marry. But, but here's the thing, folks, and uh, this is just a point lost on so many people. Our Constitution, uh, and John Adams really wrote about this, but it, it talks about and presupposes what we would call natural rights. Now, laws of nature say that there are males and females. It's a law of nature. There are certain things that are inherently part of female biology. There are certain things that are inherently part of male biology. And look, in all of mammalian biology, and human beings are mammals. Now, we're human beings with a spirit, a soul, but we're, we're mammals. And the prefix mammal uh, implies mammary. We nurse our young, right? Okay. Now, our Constitution and our government really presupposes that we acknowledge these objective categories. There are males, there are females, right? Now, with transgenderism, and, and here, here is what, these are not natural rights, they are artificial, manufactured, special rights. And 20 years ago, in academic circles, we were talking about these things. So if a transgender person, which is simply a man that wants to be a woman or a woman that wants to identify as a man, and then there are others that they say, well, I'm non-binary. You can't label me. I, I defy your, your artificial labeling, which is not artificial. There is this, um, it's called the, the National Center for Transgender Equity, and they want it to be fluid. Um, you can be male, you can be female, you can switch back and forth. Friends, that is, look, there has to be a time where we, as a culture, and in our judiciary, we say, no, look, you, you can believe any delusion you want about yourself, but there, is, there are boundaries inherent with our law that, that are not flexible. We will not jeopardize and hamstring our government and our judiciary just to placate some people that are wounded, confused. And look, I, I want to say this, and then I know we have other calls. By the way, folks, thanks for holding. This is exploring. Um, it's not exploring the word. That's my other program. This is Hamilton Corner, 888-589-8840. Look, I understand gender confusion, same-sex attraction. These things are always the product of abuse. See, people that have same-sex attraction, people that have gender dysphoria, they have this because of abuse, and they're, they're trying to deal with pain, and I get that. But folks, we can't jeopardize 
the 99.999% of our culture and the very stability of our Constitution because I'm going to say to placate the demands of a very minute part of the population that are wounded, hurting, and frankly delusional about their sexuality. Um, I, I just pray that it's not another part of our social fabric that gets deconstructed, not because reality has changed. Reality hasn't changed. Humanity hasn't changed. Human nature hasn't changed. We are simply right now seeing the fruition of leftist activists that are getting very vocal and aggressive, but moral and preachers and constitutional people that are sadly being very silent. So we're in times it's time to know truth and to speak truth. Gail, Gail in Texas, are you there? Yes. <laughs> Thank yes, you for good afternoon. Um, my husband and I attended Asbury Seminary in 1956. And I also took college courses and taught school while I put him through Asbury Seminary. And and God one of the professors you. that I graduated from Marion College in Marion, Indiana, ended up moving also to Asbury uh, Seminary and taught there. And by the way, uh, he was real excited when I had identical twin daughters while we were living in seminary. I am 90 years old. <clears throat> I am still teaching Bible prophecy. And I Amen. do have a, a degree in uh, the ministry, uh, and I have a major in uh, uh, the uh, Greek, uh, New Testament Greek, and I have 37 hours of educational courses beyond that, and I'm still blowing and going for the Lord, and we're living Amen. in incredible days. Gail, you're an inspiration. Incredible did you, did I hear you say that you're 90 years old? I'm 90 years old. Uh, Praise still doing, God. Doing uh, Bible studies here in town on prophecy. I'm doing. I type up on my computer current event papers, things that are happening today, and then I'm giving the scriptures to show where these things are coming to pass. We are truly, truly getting so close to that seven years of tribulation that my hair almost stands on end. So people get Amen. ready and get ready for a Christian persecution in America because I believe with all of my heart is coming. And it's coming very soon. And I and, love and you Jesus all. is God coming back. You. Uh, Gail, you are such a blessing. If you would give your contact info to the engineer, I want to send you one of my books, if you don't mind, Gail. And you're an inspiration. Folks, we've got Tyler on hold, Gary, uh, Terrence, David. We're going to get to one and all. Stay tuned. This is the Hamilton Corner. Alex McFarland sitting in for Abe Hamilton. The world and everything in it and how a nation might get saved, that's what we'll talk about when we come back. Stay tuned. Shining light into the darkness, this is the Hamilton Corner on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the program. Alex McFarlane, very honored to be sitting in for Abe Hamilton. By the way, Abe will be one of the keynote speakers at our Truth for a New Generation National Conference, uh, April 21 through 23, Paris, Tennessee. We're going to have Abe Hamilton, Will and Mickey Addison, Bert Harper, great speakers. The theme of the conference, April 21 through 23, is Truth Matters, Confronting the Issues that Will Shape Our Future. And we want you to be there. This is our 49th 
such conference around the country. And uh, listen, you'll be inspired, you'll be equipped. We can stand for truth and we must stand together. You go to my website, which is alexmcfarland.com, alexmcfarland.com. We'd love to see you in Paris, Tennessee, April 21 through 23. Uh, Well, we're going to go to Tyler in Texas. Uh, Tyler, you know there's a, a, a town Tyler, Texas. is. Are you named for that town, perhaps? <laughs> uh, no, not exactly, but uh, my girlfriend tells me I need to take her up there so we can uh, explore around. <laughs> Tyler, Texas. Well, thank you for holding, and welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Well, thank you for taking my call, Alex. Um, I wanted to let you know how much I love your wisdom and your biblical teachings. Um, sadly, I was watching the halftime performance last night, and um, I kind of just noticed some things. I just wanted your opinion on if I'm overreaching or not. Um, I saw a lot of the red kind of corresponding back to the, the Grammys um, from earlier. I think it was last week. When they kind of started off the halftime show, the, the bottom floor was all red, and the top of AWOL standing, standing was kind of – it was like the white lights, and as they came down, it kind of looked like a stairway to heaven – or a stairway of sorts to heaven, and on the bottom where they all started walking, they all ended up on the ground. I thought that perceived to be hell, where they proceeded to dance and do all this this crazy stuff. Um, so I just I kind of want to know, like, do these people know how disrespectful they're being to God, or do they just really just don't care, or, or are they just that lost? Um, just wanted your commentary. Um, great question, and and the the floating stages were kind of fascinating and that you know I was reading one article earlier Tyler that um part of the reason they did those floating stages they said they were trying to protect the grass on the field on the football field you know I don't know but let me just say that um you you also referenced that satanic and I mean it was it was overtly satanic that uh display at the Grammys the other day and then the the red Rihanna the singer was in you know a red outfit. Um, the stages at one point were bathed in red lights. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a conscious theme here, but let me just say this: during the State of the Union address last week, and I, by the way, I wrote an article on this that we're going to release. I wrote an op-ed. I don't know if you saw last week during the State of the Union, there were some of the Democrat leaders that were wearing a pin that said, I heart abortion. You know, the heart symbol, like, I love, you know, I love New York or whatever. I, but there were Democrat leaders during the State of the Union, and the camera would pan, and, and these were visible, several of the people at the State of the Union. I heart abortion. So, all right, you got the satanic display at the Grammys. You got people in government that are essentially saying, because look, remember, folks, our worldview— the worldview on which our government existed for more than two centuries says that there is a God and you have certain inalienable rights that can't legitimately be taken away. The first, the most primary, the most fundamental, the core right being the right to life. I mean, liberty and the pursuit of happiness mean nothing if they're not first presupposing that you have a right to life. So to when when elected officials wear a button that says, I heart abortion, they're basically saying, I affirm the worldview that is opposite to our U.S. Constitution. So then you've got Rihanna in red. Is that standing up for 
um, woman's right to terminate pregnancy, no legal protection for the unborn. I don't know. I don't know. But let me just say this, folks, and and li- listen, I'm only speaking for myself here, because if what I'm about to say is divisive, um, we've got so much to talk about, folks. AOC, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez being critical of the, the Hobby Lobby-funded commercials about Jesus. Jesus, he gets us. But here's something else. The NFL, um, Colin Kaepernick and so many players would not stand for the U.S. national anthem. But then they would also open up during the pregame yesterday playing um, Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is sometimes called the Black National Anthem. Now, if you've ever listened to me on, on the show, you know uh, I'm not being racist. I'm not trying to be divisive. I'll be the longest, loudest, most persistent voice crying for the equality of all human beings, that we're all made in God's image. And people ask me, now look, follow me, folks. Whenever I speak at universities, they'll ask me, what, what does the biblical worldview say about races? And I'll say, well, there is only one race, singular, the human race. We're all human beings male and female. Now, there are various ethnicities uh, and different amounts of melanin in the skin, but we're all human beings, male, female, black, white, Asian, Latino, European. We're, We're all just human beings, so there's one race. So God knows there's not a racist cell in my body or racist motive in my soul. However, um, what do you think, folks, about the NFL, the very same NFL that encouraged not standing for America's national anthem, that very same NFL opening the pregame with the black national anthem? Are they being divisive? Is the very same NFL that makes hundreds of millions of dollars off of a Christian America, are they at the very same time, leveraging, separating, dividing that America. What do you think? 888-589-8840. So Tyler in Texas, the halftime show, um, I don't know, were they intentionally trying to be satanic, abortive, with all that red lighting and costuming? I don't know. I think we're a nation that's adrift at sea, and look, we're, we're on dangerous uh, ground until we return to the solid foundation of God and moral truth. I do know that. Gary from Louisiana. Gary, welcome to the Hamilton Corner. Hey, Dr. Alex. I, I was listening, and, and I, this is the A-Bow, and I heard I heard uh, exploring the word, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> huh. uh, yeah, I misspoke. Um, three to four central is exploring the word, and then uh, 5 to 6 Central is the Hamilton Corner. And uh, doing two different shows, I just misspoke. But yes, Exploring the Word is uh, um, 4 to 5 Eastern, 3 to 4 Central. But uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning yeah, I, in I now, miss, Gary. I don't miss you guys. Yeah, I don't miss uh, you guys. And uh, You're so kind. I can't, I can't help but uh, comment. I mean, all the things that we're seeing... You know, with the NFL and the, the kneeling and, uh, you know, I, I even posted on Facebook today that some of the uh, players were kneeling in the end zone. 
you know. Um, and I, I during said during post, which I said, national only, anthem? Um, no, this the was the Star Spangled Banner after, after something. No, sir, it was not after the bang. That was fine. This was just an instance of prayer in the anthem, and hmm. there was only a few of them that that, that had done this. And I, I said in the post, I said, if only more would stand and take the knee, you know? I mean, right. but for Jesus, not for the flight, you know, not for anything else. You know, like, it's just, it's just gone bonkers, you know? Yeah. Like all the races. Yeah, we're all one human race. I love to put that on a form when I fill out my, you know, they want to know which race you are. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know what? I, I'm old enough, folks. You, you got to understand, all right, the bicentennial was in 1976. Our America's 200th anniversary, and really for a couple of years leading up to that, there and then of course during 1976, and and like I said, I mean I would have been like 11, but it was so patriotic. Oh my goodness! And everywhere I remember, I was a kid. I love music, and we went to see Elton John in concert. My sister was 16, I was 11, but even Elton John was flying red, white, and blue flags above the stage, and, you know, happy birthday, America, right? And everywhere you would go, there was patriotism. Nowadays, you would never have that. I mean, my goodness, it's like uh, in, in many gated communities, it's like illegal to fly the American flag. Now, here's my point. Um, Colin Kaepernick, now now listen carefully, folks. If, if a player is kneeling to say a prayer, that's one thing. Praise God. But, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and many others were, were kneeling during and, quote, taking a knee during the Star-Spangled Banner because it was like, you know, I don't care about America. Now, the lowest paid player in the NFL, I was doing some research. This was a year and a half ago during the Colin Kaepernick times. All right, lowest entry level, lowest paid player in the NFL was making like $2 million to $2.2, million, $2.5 And I thought, okay, I've traveled the world. I've been to third world countries, developing nations. Look, I've been to um, countries where they would uh, seriously exist on a handful of corn for like a week's food. And I thought, here in America that apparently is so odious and intolerably bad that, you know, you can get a high school education and get paid two and a half million a year to play a game, to play a game, chase a ball around a field, and two and a half million a year, and, and it goes up from there into the tens of millions. And you know what? Um, listen, uh, we need to love America while it's here to love and nurture and save. Um, and I, I I know our history. Look, is America perfect? No. But in all the world, I'll say this, I'm going to go to the calls. Kendall, Keisha, John, Gary, Terrence, Shirley, George, I'm going to get to you. But here's the thing. we Because we were based on the idea that all are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, the first nation in world history that fought to get slavery abolished, that fought and people died so that human rights could be had for all. Not that you would have special rights, not that you would be coddled with handouts, but so that you could have just this opportunity to live and work. The first nation in the world 
that decided they would build a culture on God and morals. It was America. So, you know, there's this philosophy called presentism, and there's a, among millennials and younger, the woke crowd, the wokies, they've got this philosophy called presentism, the present moment. I have all the answers. I am morally superior than anybody else that has ever come before me. I can pass judgment on George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, John Adams, Benjamin Rush, John Witherspoon, Benjamin Franklin. And so all of this, you know, let's deconstruct America and make it into this socialist woke paradise because everything that ever came before me is wrong. Such arrogance. Oh, my goodness. Such arrogance. And uh, we, we, we stand to lose the greatest nation in world history if we don't stand up for moral truth. We say to the transgenders, look, God bless you, I love you, but we will not deconstruct our constitutional republic because of your sexual fetishes or personal demons. We just can't do it. We love you, hope you get help, but we will not uh, dismantle the greatest nation in world history just to placate some activists. Kendall in Arkansas, thanks for holding. Welcome to the Hamilton Corner. Hey, Alex, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good uh, to have you. I want to thank you. I, I listen to your show often, and uh, Abraham Hamilton enjoyed the, the, everything on American Family Radio, and I never called in before, but God uh, was talking to you a little while ago about the Social Security cards, and I called in to mention that, but I think it really ties in with the thing you've been talking about since then. I've been listening uh, to some of the folks that you've been talking to since that guy was on, and uh, we've, we've got this huge effort by the left to dismantle society, but it begins with the family, and that's where it's all happening, you know, the, uh, attacking the, the Constitution, kneeling for the national anthem, being opposed to the country, which America is, is uh, foremost in equal rights and, and freedom in, in the world. And so it all kind of, seems to me, it all kind of ties together. But the guy from Oklahoma called in a little while ago, and he said uh, that Bruce Jenner, for his example, received a social security number in the name of Bruce Jenner, and he was going to be Bruce Jenner because of that, regardless. And i, I got to admit, I'm a little bit disappointed with your answer, because okay. I, I, agree with, well, I agree with the things that you said, but a lot of people change their names legally even after they've gotten a social security number and, and the social security number doesn't really matter there uh, women get married and change their last name and they've got the same social security number the, the issue is not what the U.S. government says that you are the issue is what God says that you are and regardless of whether you receive a social security number or not what you think and what mental processes that you go through to try to decide that you're a different gender than what you were born as doesn't really make any difference. And so the bottom line is we need to trust God, and that's what I see our country getting away from. So, Amen. Kendall, you make a great point. Oh, yeah. thanks, Kendall. Sorry, we're coming up on a break. You're right. We need to trust God. And, uh, you know, I understand a, a woman would get married and take her husband's last name, uh, that's a change that's uh, certainly within the realm of natural law and our Judeo-Christian Republic, but changing 
making gender fluid back and forth. Uh, now that's something that's new and it's very subtle. Um, whenever somebody says the Constitution is a living document, they're trying to make word meanings fluid because they want to ultimately make reality fluid. Stay tuned. We're going to come back. Your calls and more on the Hamilton Corner when we're back after this break. Stay with us. The Hamilton Corner podcast and one-minute commentaries are available at AFR.net. Back to the Hamilton Corner on American Family Radio. Welcome back. So much going on. Uh, you know, I just have to smile. There's a headline that just hit that the, the White House, um, <laughs> they're saying if, if there are Chinese surveillance objects in the sky, it's the fault of the Trump administration. Isn't that something that um, the, the current uh, messaging from the White House press office is that um, the Trump administration should have known about this and they didn't. And so if we're being watched by Chinese flying objects, it was the fault of the Trump administration. And uh, it's fascinating, just the blame shifting that goes on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, of course, it's Trump's fault. You know, the common cold and everything else is, too, they would say. I'm being facetious. But Keisha in Florida. Keisha, welcome. And thanks for holding. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for having me on. I wanted yeah. to um, just comment on what I heard you saying, and you were saying you were not being divisive. And with Christ's love, honey, yes, you are. Okay. How can being inclusive and including something that has been ignored since the Civil War, which is that all men are created equal, be divisive? Okay. That just doesn't make any sense. Your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, regardless of what they look like, regardless of how much melanin their DNA has instructed their bodies to display, are being killed every single day at the whim and the whelm of police officers. How is it saying that someone is wrong and this needs to stop. And their motive and their way of saying this is wrong, and I want it to stop, how can that be a bad thing? You sound like a Sadducee and a Pharisee, and if we remember correctly, those are the people that Jesus was fighting against because they were so enthralled in their beliefs of the law that they were not paying any attention to the Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is the essence of Jesus. It is God's presence. That right. is where our faith and our belief comes from and resides in. So I really want you to think, not about the people that you're talking about, but I really want you to think and look in the mirror about where these thoughts and opinions that you have are coming from and see okay. that well, you are not coming from a pace of love. Well, well, let me say this, Keisha. I, I believe in my heart that you love the Lord, and on that we agree. And I hear in your voice a love of Jesus, and so clearly, let, let's talk about what we agree on, and you and I agree in the Lord Jesus and the truth of his word. Right. Uh, I think we would both categorically agree that uh, police brutality 
and any human, male, female, black, white, of any ethnicity, getting um, mistreated by law enforcement officers, that would be wrong. Uh, but believing that we, we can only have one national anthem, I mean, it, could we agree it's not going to help our country to divide by class or race? And that, that's been a big thing that socialism, wherever it has gone, it's gone into countries, whether it be Russia, whether it be China, uh, whether it be South America, Marxist regimes have only been able to get into places when they could divide, and they do that by breaking down the family and breaking down communities. So, I mean, I would never, never believe in uh, the rights of any Americans being taken away or, uh, you know, police being... Yeah, I mean, law enforcement officers acting lawlessly. Of course, we would agree that that's wrong. But um, to say that we should, I mean, if we're going to benefit from the country, we should be, you know, supporters of our country, right? I mean, what what am I saying that's divisive? Are you there, Keisha? Okay, well, Keisha... I'd love to continue the conversation, but hey, here's the thing, and I love you, sister, I, and I receive it. Listen, if I'm if I say anything divisive, uh, I ask your forgiveness. But look, if if we're going to progress in understanding each other, we have to be willing to stick around for the for the conversation. Keisha, every blessing on you, dear sister. John in Pennsylvania. John in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the Hamilton Corner. Thank you. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Yes, do you remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, uh, colleges were having their graduations. Oh, they yeah. segregated them. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Some of the Ivy League schools were, were having, yes. you know, white and black different commencement ceremonies. Asian, yeah, Hispanic, and I think that there was a, a, a point behind that. They want to pit people against each other. I just see the playbook that Hitler used just kind of going its way here in this nation, you know, and probably, you know, the same with, like, you know, China, Russia, you know, and the end result always the same. So I'm just praying and hoping. You know, and everybody yeah. I know said, yeah, I feel this way, and I don't like what's going on, but who's going to lead? You know, yeah. who's going to lead to protect our nation? That's the, and, the problem. You know, uh, America, and, and I honestly believe that Abe Hamilton, uh, if he were here, he would, he would agree. I, I really do believe that. Um, and, you know, he is a, a black American, but he's an American. I'm a white American, but I'm I'm just an Amer American. Honestly, our our ethnicity should be immaterial. It's like Dr. King said, not judged by the color of our skin, but the 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 makeup of our conscience, our character. And um, folks, here's what I want to say, and this is what I think Abe would agree on. Let's not fall for this, folks. Let's not fall for those that would bait any of us. Um, you know, white is not superior or inferior. Black is not 
inferior or superior. We're, we're just people. We're just people. And we have opportunity. And I realize some people have harder opportunities. They're physical disabilities. Um, believe it or not. And listen, I, I'm not poor-mouthing. I'll be the first to tell you the Lord Jesus has been so good to me. But I come from what, let's just say, would be called white trash. I mean, you know, people would look at the southern farm riding around in a car with the floorboards rusted out. Seriously. Uh, I would be what you would have called white trash. Now, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I'm just a guy, and, uh, you know, I worked hard and said my prayers, and I'm working hard today and just trying to pay the bills and raise the family like everybody else. Um, I don't, um, I don't stew in my uh, redneck rural southern farm upbringing. I mean, it, it just is what it is, right? We, we all, the good Lord in Psalm 16, 6, I love this verse. It says, the boundary lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a godly heritage. See, there are some things about our life that we just have no control over. Where we were born, our gender, who, but you know what we can do? We can say, Lord, you've given me life. Um, I, here's the cards I was dealt. And Jesus, with your help, I'm going to go places. And uh, so, you know, we, we can't fall for those that would leverage us or divide us or ignite our carnal anger, jealousy, pride. And this is that balance. It's like the Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. We're not prideful. We're not arrogant. We don't want to exploit anybody. At the same time, we don't want to beat ourselves down. You know what? We have salvation if we'll put our faith in Jesus. We have opportunity. And you know what? Um, it's just, it's not going to serve anything to be to have animosity against anybody. Let's love the Lord, love our neighbor, and let's, let's believe the promises of God that we can do all things. Nothing's going to hold us back if we go forward with Jesus. Uh, Terrence in Illinois. Terrence, thanks for holding. Welcome. Yes, good afternoon, Mr. McFarland. I just wanted um, to make a comment. I was yes. driving, and I'm listening to this woman talking on your show her name was Gail, and okay. she's uh, mentioned that she had graduated seminary in 1956. I'm thinking, wait a minute, she must mean 76 or 86, because I was born in 57. There's no way this woman could have graduated a year before I was born. And then <laughs> she said that she's 90 years old. I'm like, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Amen. Like, wow, Isn't that great? What an incredible woman, 90 years old. I couldn't believe yeah. it. And graduated 67 years ago. Hey, hold this up. Now, listen to this, folks. Listen to this. Two weeks ago, and I mentioned this on a show, but the London Times, they printed a story about retirement. And this was a 10-year, what was called a longitudinal study of thousands of people in Europe and America. Because, you know, retirement for a long time was 65, and then some people wanted to retire at 62. All right, here's the deal. Uh, they were saying, all things considered, you know, you, you work, 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 and then people retire, and suddenly they might change gears, slow down. They said, first of all, you ought not retire. 
<laughs> All of these sociologists, psychologists, they said retirement is counterproductive. If you want to maintain your mental alacrity, sharpness, they said, point one, don't retire. But if you do retire, the ideal, the optimum age, this is just research from two weeks ago, 78 years old. If you're going to retire, you shouldn't retire before 78. So Terrence Gale from Texas was an inspiration, 90 years old, serving the Lord, and as she said, blowing and going, doing for Christ. Uh, I, I thought that was quite inspirational, didn't you, Terrence? Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm retirement age here in about six months. I'm like her. I am not going to retire. I may quit working for the government who I work for, but I'm never going to retire. <laughs> Amen. And hey, listen, call us. There's plenty I can put you to work doing for evangelism <laughs> and the gospel. I assure you. <laughs> I'll bet you can. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey, Terrence, thanks for listening. And let's, as long as uh, we're in the land of the living, let's be very busy for God and country. Um, Shirley in Tennessee. Shirley, thanks for holding. Welcome Thank to the Hamilton Thank you so Corner. much for taking my I see a bigger problem even than race, because I don't know if anybody remembers, but the Grammys has been horrible for a while. Remember Nicki Minaj? She did Satanic Verses some time ago. I remember that. Yes, yes. And, you know, what's interesting to me is that Christians are still watching them. So my question all Christian is, when are we going to stop watching the NFL and Grammys and get into the Word and stop marching in all these marches and go take the Bible door to door and tell people about the love of Jesus? I heard the lady who took Sandy Rail's place this morning talking about some lady she saw in the market or something wearing a bag that said black all the time. Well, I wouldn't even approach that. I'm black. If I had seen a man wearing KKK things. I'd walk up and ask him, would you like to know somebody who loves you more than you love yourself? And his name is Jesus. I'd like Amen. to introduce you to him. And I wouldn't deal with that clothes and that race. So my thing is the Lord gives us a call as a people. If my people who are called by my name will um themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That means turn off the TV. Turn. I'm not saying you can't be aware, but when you're watching shows where they've done satanic verses before, it doesn't shock me when they do it again. And the yeah. NFL has been a problem for a while. So let's just pray for the people and start preaching and giving them the word. That's the only way we're going to change our, the hearts of the people and stop racism for good. Shirley, you're wonderful. I give a big amen to everything you said, dear one. God bless you, and you keep on shining your light for Jesus, as I know you are. Greg in Louisiana. Greg, thanks for holding. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you there, Alex. Uh, we met one time in Columbia, Mississippi, I believe. Okay. Well, praise God. Yeah. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So the, that lady, Shirley, amen. That is amen, uh, one thing amen. I was going to say. I have not watched a football game since Kaepernick took a knee and all that stuff crab, uh, happened. I will not watch one. They made too much money to be hating this country or bad-mouthing this country. I do yeah. have money to pay for a ticket. If anybody wants to go back to their homeland and live. <laughs> As well, you have, I've encompassed this planet and been a third-world country. They ought to be praising Every day they live here. Well, Greg, hey, thanks for calling in. You know, um, all these things, folks, um, viewers and purchasing product, that's how they make their money. And I think that, um, you know, ideally we need to move the Holy Spirit of God over this country. But in the meantime, 
All these broadcasters and marketers, the only language they understand is money. And if we don't buy it and we don't watch it, it'll change. Folks, pray for our nation and praise God for that revival happening down there at Asbury Seminary. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Corner. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. Faith.